Hello, this is Ben Ashmade and welcome to this King's Place podcast. Following the highly successful 2016 edition, King's Place welcome back No Reimagined on the 29th and 30th of June. The two-day festival explores the art of No, the iconic theatrical tradition that originated in 14th century Japan. Top No performers from Japan will join forces with innovative British artists and neuroscientists in genre-defying collaborations to examine the surreal artistic elements of No. Time, space and symbolism in No Theatre will be explored through performances, workshops and talks. In this podcast, we speak to Paul Clark, composer and co-founder of Clod Ensemble, to find out more about their new immersive work, Snow, inspired, as we'll hear, by No Theatre and is part of the event, The Transformative Power of No. Throughout the interview, we'll hear musical extracts from previous Clod Ensemble shows, as well as traditional No music, which will give you a flavour of what to expect from this year's No Reimagined Festival. Let's start with what and who are the Clod Ensemble? Clod Ensemble is a company that myself and my other co-artistic director, Susie Wilson, um, set up. She does all the visuals, all the directing, any choreography and the sort of, and sometimes the writing as well. And I do all the, everything you hear, basically the sound of music. And we've been going for 20 odd years now. Um, so it wasn't our plan. I suppose uh, as far as it went, our, our interests were in this kind of place between the genres. Our very first piece was quite ambitious. It had, I think, 15 people on stage in a tiny little studio theatre. It wasn't really like an opera, although there was some singing. It wasn't really like a dance piece, although the score was kind of structuring the piece in the way a dance piece was. It wasn't really a play because there weren't really that many words. So that's we're sort of comfortable in that in that place between the genres, I would say. That's our natural home. What brought you to no to this uh, event, project, performance at King's Place? Akiko, in, in, in short. It was um, Akiko who, who curates the, the No Reimagined Festival as her brainchild. Came and talked to Susie. I wasn't even in, in the office at the time. And inspired Susie, I think, who'd always been fascinated by Japanese culture. Let the idea percolate. I'd, I had actually seen not a full No play, but I saw a, a No presentation, I would say, which I was really struck by, rather bewildered by, but had enjoyed and was always, it was always one of those things that I'd meant to follow up on and learn more about. And Akiko gave us, you know, quite a sort of open brief, as long as we were reimagining no in some way. A trip to Japan was quite important I think well Susie was very clear she'd never seen even a no presentation so she wasn't sure how she was ever going to reimagine something without having imagined it first and so we we got together at short order um, with the help of the festival we managed to get over to Tokyo and Kyoto and Kanazawa as well to experience some no and to meet some experts in the area we saw I think nine no plays overall and became quite addicted to the whole thing. It's, uh, I mean, I definitely found, I'd done quite a lot of listening beforehand and we were, before we saw anything, we, we met up with Richard Emmett, who's an American scholar, no scholar and practitioner based in Tokyo, who's lived there since the 70s and is sort of steeped in the, the whole tradition, who was 
kind of briefing and debriefing us as we went to watch these plays, interested in how we were responding. I was very used to, to Westerners experiencing no for the first time and, and taking a while to adjust to the pace of mm. the unfolding of events. Um, you talk about the pace of it. Mm. I, pres- I presume it's very slow. You're correct. It is very slow. It's, um, I suppose it accepts... There's, you're probably familiar with that idea of ma, the, the Japanese concept of space rather than being a sense of absence, as it being mm. positively charged. There's, there's potential in that space. And so once you adjust to the fact that you're not going to get a sort of thriller, Hollywood kind of flow of events, although there is a, it's a, just a very compressed. A lot of these plays, they, it might unfold over an hour and a half. People just come on and say... I'm a fisherman from so-and-so and I'm traveling here. And then they get on with it. So that's all dealt with really, really quickly. And other things can take absolutely ages, you know, just the watching someone uh, begin to cry or something. Can, can tens of minutes, you're, you know it's going to happen. The audience will know the story. Probably they might have it on their laps. In fact, it's not just slowness because you're, wow, well, once you get used to that, 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 yeah. that pace... So there are these, you can see the sort of formality of it in a, even when you're a total beginner. Um, but yeah, it was a thrill. When you were over there, it was winter, I think quite striking. You even showed me a, a picture on your, your iPhone. And I think the winter and maybe snow was the starting point for your reimagining. That's, that's right, yeah. We were, we were very much looking forward to seeing some of the famous, legendary decorative gardens um, of Japan and the cherry blossom. Uh, well, we missed the cherry blossom. We saw one other blossom. We literally couldn't see these uh, ornamental gardens because, because they were all covered in snow. I believe um, the New York performer Peggy Shaw is important in this and someone that you've worked with before with the Clod Ensemble. That's right, yeah. Peggy um, famously set up the company Split Bridges with Lois Weaver in the 70s in, in New York. Very important person on the performance scene internationally, really. Does quite a lot of work in, in Europe as well. This, is, this will be our fourth collaboration with Peggy. Susie has kind of dreamt up the scenario for this and, and Peggy is co-writing that, that the actual text from the scenario which Susie has begun and will be the voice of the of the piece so the audience in our reimagining will hear Peggy playing both of these parts the traveler and the betrayer um, although I wouldn't want to give the impression that it's going to be a straightforward yarn you know, it's a poetic piece, really, mm. um, for the ear more than the eye. But but that's in that's kind of in the, the that's where it connects to know more directly. It, it sounds like it's a sort of knows a little bit about the senses as well, and you know, feelings and emotions and an overwhelming or an underwhelming of, of those things. Yeah, and not having everything on show at the time. There's there's often something being held back. You know, there's uh, not using too many of the potential forces that you could be using. It's not a it's not a maximalist sort of form. 
And, you know, we're taking a lot of the light, we're taking a lot of the visual content, we're sucking it out of this piece. And we're not 100% sure how much the audience will be able to see. It won't be like I, I, most of Claude's work, which is you know, highly visual. And mm. um, this is much more of a, at a sort of meditative pace, I would say. Mm. Um, it's a lot more compressed than the know that, that we've experienced. Rather than stretching the story out, um, over an hour and a half, we've compressed. It's only twenty minute piece that we're doing, so we're not sort of respecting the kind of pace of no. But we've kept, we've actually kept the structure, the, the that, that three part structure that I alluded to earlier is pretty much intact. Yeah. And we've kept the idea of having singing this this chorus that that are on the stage in in all the no plays that we saw. Your role is sound and music, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that. The place I wanted to start was, actually, um, going back to Peggy Shaw, I think it's sometimes not really commented upon when you have someone like that who has such experience and is such a performer. The character itself is also about her voice and the timbre of her voice and the, the, the breaks in her voice. I mean, would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And we're going, well, I'm looking forward to recording her voice, which I'll be doing in, um, in a few weeks' time. you got to love that sort of New York drawl. She's got a really particular delivery. She's not a trained actor and writes all her own words, so she always writes for her own voice. And she'll be writing, I mean, although Susie has sort of created the scenario, yeah. Peggy will be writing in her own rhythm and has a particular pace, which is a very musical thing so that's absolutely the heart of it i think i'm allowed to say you're going to have a guest flute player could you talk about him we're going to almost certainly going to work with um iso who is leading a few projects i think on uh, in, on the festival you know he's a virtuoso a player that not only on the 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 no flute which is a very particular sound mm. but he can also play many other flute flutes um we were really lucky to spend a a day with him and some of his musical colleagues where we were able to kind of find a way through some of the musical head scratching as a western musician when you encounter no music there's lots of counterintuitive things going on Mm. in terms of the pitch of the how improvised or not it is Mm. how the rhythm works there's lots of challenging concepts and he was able to with his colleagues and and richard emmett who was there as well was able to given me a way, way better insight into how things worked in reality and how the musicians are thinking. I don't want to give too much away, but he will have a part in the, in the performance. Mm. Um, I mean, he's worth coming to the festival just to see him, to be honest. He's, a, he's, a, he's really phenomenal. What would you say to someone listening who hasn't experienced no before? I mean, there's obviously more traditional and more reimagining at the festival. It, it sounds like it's it's a rare opportunity to see something which, well, you know, I'm told is 650 years old. Mm. It seems to be, I think, the the influence of Japanese culture more broadly in the way we think about space, about especially architecture and and sort of design, seems to be so sort of in the air. 
obviously filtered through our own kind of Western eyes and ears. I think there's, it's probably never been easier for a Westerner to sort of get it because we're sort of open to those, those concepts philosophically. Or, um, so I would say, don't be frightened, just turn up. It's an amazing thing. Thanks to Paul for joining us. The transformative Power of No takes place on Saturday the 30th of June in King's Place's Hall 1 and features the Clod Ensemble's performance of Snow alongside other exciting new work. Visit kingsplace.co.uk forward slash no, N-O-H, for more details and to browse the full festival programme. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. You can find and follow us on Twitter at King's Place, Instagram at King's Place London and Facebook forward slash King's Place. Thanks for listening.